There's some of you in this room here this morning that um, if you know what Pokemon Go is, you probably have never heard of the theologian by the name of David Coverdale. You see, David Coverdale actually is probably better known as the lead singer of the mid-80s rock group called White Snake. Some of you know that he has a song that was a huge hit here in the United States back in the mid-80s. And the lyrics go a little bit something like this. In his song, he said, I don't know where I'm going, but I sure know where I've been. I don't know. So that took some of you back to, to, to maybe some wilder times in your life. It took you back maybe to your high school days or your college days or, or whatever. But what I do know is true about that song is, you know what? In life, it's hard for us to know where we're going, but man, we sure do know where we've been. But I can tell you standing here this morning, we're doing things just a little bit different. You're watching this via video. We recorded this earlier a couple of weeks ago, but it is imperative. It's a message that is burning on my heart to share with you guys. It's something that I have to get out. It's something that I need you to hear. And again, at the end of this morning, you're going to have a choice. You're going to have a choice to come and sit at the table and eat. You're going to have a choice to come and gather more than you've ever had before. As David Coverdale said, I don't know where I'm going. Listen, we know where we're going. Like God has shared with us through his word. He has shared to us personally through his Holy Spirit where we are going and I can promise you where we have been is something that we will learn from. But I don't think where we have been is going to dictate much about where we're going. There's a couple of things that I just need to share with you this morning. I'm going to be reading, if you want to turn in your Bibles, to Luke chapter 8. It's probably one of the more familiar stories that Jesus ever told. It's the parable of the sower. And if you've been in church any of your life, you've probably heard preachers preach on this text. If you're new to this kind of stuff, then this is a story that I would encourage you to go home and read. It's coming today from Luke chapter 8. And it's a story about a man who went out to sow some seed. And I'm going to be reading out of Luke chapter 8. And I'm going to start at verse 4. It says, And when a great crowd was gathering... And people from town after town came to him. He said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed. And he sowed, and some fell along the path. And it was trampled underfoot. And the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock. And it grew up, but it withered away because it had no moisture. Verse 7 says, and some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up, but the weeds and the things around it choked it out. And some fell into good soil, and it grew, and it yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, 
He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And again, we've probably heard this story over and over, but much like some of you sitting here today, you may be a little confused about what that is actually saying to you. I don't want you to feel like you're missing anything here because his disciples, the ones that were closest to him, they also were confused about what was being told to them. They were so confused that Jesus had to take a step back and he then later broke down what the parable, the story he just told meant. And again, we're still in Luke chapter 8. And I'm just going to start here in verse, let's go verse 11. Because Jesus is telling his disciples, now the parable is this. This is what it means. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Verse 13 says, and the ones on the rock are those who, when they heard the word, they receive it with joy, but these have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, they fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. Verse 15, it says, as for those that fell in the good soil. They are those who, hearing the word, hold fast to it and with an honest and good heart. It says that they bear fruit with patience. So again, many of you have heard this story over and over And I'm not going to break this entire story down and I'm not really even going to concentrate on all of the environments here. But the one thing I want you to hear today is that what God has in store, not only for me, not only for this church, but for you, God has amazing things in store for you. And I know that in these environments, Some of these environments represent the very place you are today in life. There are some of you that in your life right now, your life is picked here by all of the rocky places. There's some of you in this place today and you've got so many things going on around your life. You have things coming all around you that seem to be choking the very life out of you. But what I want to tell you today is I don't care what your past, I don't even care your current state of mind. No matter where you are today, I need you to hear me. As God's kingdom and his movement moves forward, you are vitally important in it. You have potential to be used in amazing ways in the kingdom of God, no matter your current situation. You guys have potential. I want to look at these environments for just a second. I know in this story there's only one environment that produced a crop or produced fruit. And it was the good soil. 
Not every one of us in this room are at a place in our life where our environment is ripe. I mean, as I read this story, man, I remember almost other times in my life that I was in other environments. I remember some rocky times in my life. Man, I remember in my college days especially, I had all kinds of weeds and thorns growing around me, choking the very life out of me. But I need you to hear me. Even then, I still had great potential. Now, there had to be some work done. I had to get out of a couple of environments and change my surrounding. I guarantee you, even in that good soil that produced a great crop, there had to be some rocks taken out of it. I would like to say today that your current environment is probably not as unhealthy as you think it is. Now, there may be some weeds that need to be pulled. There may need to be some rocks that may need to be removed. Let me just tell you something. Those weeds and rocks probably had to be taken out of this good soil too. But what I need you to understand is you have such great potential. See, my dad told me back years ago when I was still probably a teenager. Back in my former life, I used to play a lot of golf. And I remember one time we were probably just driving back to the golf course or home. And my dad looked at me. And he said, Scott, you have such great potential. And I thought that was a great compliment. I mean, I thought that that having great potential was something that I had already achieved. I actually felt pretty good about myself. But he said later, he said, Scott, you have such great potential. But potential means that you just haven't done it yet. I want you to take a look at this definition that we're going to have here in a second. This this definition of potential. I love how it is defined here. It says, potential is having or showing the capacity to become. Every single one of you, you have the potential to become what God designed you to become. I don't care if there are weeds and rocks and some rough patches in your life. You can become who God designed you to be. That is the potential that he has placed inside of every single one of you. You have such great potential. But for some of us, maybe many of us in here, we just haven't done it yet. And I'll say for this community as a whole, when this body of believers comes together, guys, there is a lot of potential that can happen in this community. Guys, we just have to go and be it and we have to go and do it. I want you just right now in your mind, not turning left or right, saying it to your neighbor. But I want you in your mind, maybe some of you even out loud, I need you to say it. I have great potential. And so what does that mean for Hope City? What does that mean for us as we move forward into the future? Scott, you said you don't know where you're going or you you said you do know where you're going Here's where we're going. 
Here's how we get the potential pulled out of you. It is this. Guys, I said as the story so beautifully put it, the environment is crucial to bearing fruit. Let's not put it in the scriptural way, but the things that you surround yourself in, the places that you put yourselves in, your personal environment is crucial to what you are going to produce. I remember my dad also said to me years ago, he said, Scott, I must have come home late one night. And I must have had to get up early the next morning to do something. But he said, Scott, if you hang out with the night owls, there is no way that you can soar with the eagles. I will promise you, especially the teenagers in this room, school's getting ready to start back. I promise you, the people that you hang out with are going to do one of two things. They are either going to pull you down to their level or they are going to exalt you and lift you up to their level. You have a choice of who you hang around with. For the adults, we got to understand the environment and the places that we put ourselves is crucial to the potential being grown and pulled out of us. Listen, I will just say for those who feel like maybe you're in, you're in the place that the path is just worn out, you're just worn out. Listen, don't go and hang around people who have no energy and are negative and are constantly talking about the things that is against them. You go find somebody who has the energy that you want and you go hang out with them. And I know that there's some of you in here and you feel like that your life is being represented by the rocky path. There are just so many barriers in the way for you to achieve what you feel like God has asked you to achieve. Listen, don't you go and get around a group of people who have failed and have never gotten back up from their failures. Listen, you go get in a group of people, you go find people who have overcome amazing odds and challenges, you hang out with them and you listen to them and you see how they act You see how they speak. You see how they carry themselves. And I promise you, you hanging around those kind of people will push you to reach your potential that God has given you. And then those, listen, this is maybe the most dangerous one. Where all those weeds and thorns have grown up. The one thing I know about weeds and thorns from doing just a little bit of gardening is it takes no effort at all to grow weeds. Like, you don't have to do anything to grow weeds. And I believe this is what's happening in Christianity today, is that we have just become so complacent. We've just sort of taken a back seat to everything. We've just said, oh, well. And what has happened is what one time was great potential what at one time may have been some amazing fertile soil because we have just sat back We now have fields and gardens that are covered with thorns and weeds. And we look at this and we say to ourselves, how in the world did it get this bad? Can I tell you something? The people that you place in your life, they're going to help dictate whether you reach your God-given potential or not. 
Your environment is crucial. So that's what we're going to do here at Hope City. Starting September 12th, it's a big day for us. That's a Monday. We're launching something here on Monday nights called More Mondays. Because listen, let's just be honest. This little hour, hour and 15 minutes that we're enjoying here is not enough for us to live off of. There's no way if we just spend an hour a week, sometimes maybe just two hours a month, because listen, we're busy. Two hours, three hours a month is not going to get the potential pulled out of us that God intends. And so starting... September 12th, we're going to be launching More Mondays. Well, what is More Mondays? More Mondays is simply a time where we, as followers of Jesus Christ, are going to come and sit, and we're going to have somewhat of a classroom session. Listen, this isn't mandatory. We're going to open the doors starting Monday, September 12th, and whoever shows up, you're going to come, and we're going to talk. Well, what are we going to talk about, Scott? I'm glad you asked. We're, we're going to talk about some of the things that were in my past that has propelled me into my future. I'm going to talk about something that happened to me about three years ago. I'm going to talk to you about what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That happened in my life about three years ago, and it has radically changed me forever. Pastor Bradley will be teaching some of these Monday night classes. He's going to tell you about what happened to him when he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Pastor Brent is going to be sharing his wealth of knowledge on all kinds of things starting September 12th during our more Monday classes. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about what it means for you to have your identity found in Jesus Christ and nothing else. Your past does not identify you any longer. You see, we hang our hat on many of these scriptures, but one that comes to me all the time is 2 Corinthians 5.17 that says that we now, the old is gone and the new has come. We need to inform Christ followers about who they are in their new identity. So we're going to talk a lot on Monday nights about what it looks like to have a brand new identity. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about your identity in Christ. Listen, back in November of last year, a good friend of mine who is now one of my intercessors, he came to me and he said, Scott, I'm going to pray for you and your family and your ministry every day. And then he encouraged me to get as many intercessors as I possibly can. And can I tell you, since that day, my life has changed because now I have some 30 to 40 people who are praying for me and my family and my ministry every day. And so we're going to talk about the importance and the power of prayer on these more Monday nights. So we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about your identity in Christ. We're going to talk about prayer. And if this next one sort of steps on your toes, listen, that's what you pay me for. 
but we're going to talk about the importance of the word of God. You see, I would go ahead, because I'm not a betting man anymore, but I would almost go ahead and make a bet that there are many of us in this room who, for this entire month, we have probably not picked up our Bibles and read them. Can I just tell you, I'm not prophesying anything here. I'm not going political. I am not going any direction close to that. But what I will say is that there is a day coming There's a day coming when you will not be able to discern what is the truth from what is out there fake and lying and deceitful. See, the only way we'll be able to do that is if we know the word of God. And so we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. We're going to be talking about your identity in Christ. We're going to be talking about the importance and the power of prayer. And we're going to be talking about the importance of the word of God. And then whoever or wherever else God leads us to talk about, we're going to spend time teaching. Now listen, we don't have all the answers. And we're just real enough in this place to say, hey, you know what? We don't have it all together. We we don't have all the answers But what we're going to do is we're going to pick some of the rocks up out of the soil. We're going to pull a lot of the weeds and the thorns. And we're going to allow the seed, the word of God, to be spread all over this place. And so that when it does fall on your good soil, guess what's going to happen? More in your life is going to happen than it has ever happened before. And listen, that's not just prosperity preaching. That is the word of God Take a look at Luke 8. I love the 8th verse. Look at this. It says, And some fell into good soil, and it grew and yielded a hundredfold. That is my prayer for you, that your good soil is going to yield a hundredfold. That's straight out of the book of Luke. So we're just going to set an environment here, an environment that is going to give us the greatest potential to yield and be who God wants us to be. I took and started journaling as I have spent some time off this the past month of July. And guys, I just will just say this, not trying to be humble in any way. I don't even really care what you think about me. Um, God's really doing some great work in my life in that area. I used to be a sinful people pleaser, but God is now showing me that in Christ, I only need to please him. And so as I started to journal, I just want to tell you, I don't know all the answers. I know what God has told me. I wish I could tell you what 30 years looks like from now, but I can't. I just know what about the next year or two looks like. I started to journal and I just wrote this because I don't really, I don't have all the answers. And I simply wrote this. It started with a question. What does ministering in a totally different way look like? I continued on and I said, I'm almost 42 years old and I want to spend the rest of my life striving to answer this question. At the end of my life, what I'd love to know is that I helped you and you and you and you and you and you and you 
and so many more. I would like at the end of my day to know that I helped you. I helped this community. I helped in some small way of God's movement to bring out the potential in you. Because I know that if your potential is pulled out of you, you in return will want to go and pull it out of someone else. And so, more Mondays starting September 12th is just one small step of helping the potential in your life be birthed. Listen, it's not mandatory. We can't make everyone come. I don't know if anyone will show up. All I know is this is what God has laid on my heart. And I'm just trying to get in the habit of being very obedient. And so I am responsible in this community to simply set the table and to place one of the greatest meals that has ever been made on the table. And for those who are hungry, you can come and eat. And if you're not hungry yet, listen, the table with the greatest meal ever made will be set for you when you are ready to come and eat. That's our responsibility. I do know that there are many of us in this room. There are many of us in this community. And we are, we're starving to death. We're tired of going through this life feeling like we have been shorted from something. Can I just tell you today, God has more in store for you than you have ever imagined. It's time to stop living a life of being shorted and achieve and be all that God has in store for you. When I was growing up, early teenager, close to when I was 16 years old, my papa, he would take me down to the sand hills of North Carolina and we'd load up the back of his pickup truck with silver queen corn. You see, he was just trying to help me get a little change in my pocket. And we would fill the back of his pickup truck up with Silver Queen corn. And then we would go up to National Highway and Hasty School Road. And there is a little gas station there. It's actually on National Highway. And I don't even know. Yeah, I think it's Hasty School Road. Some of you have been there. It's still sitting there today. It's a little gas station called Kelly's. And we'd sit there in that parking lot and we would sell that corn. We would sell it for $5 for a dozen ears of corn and we would sell that out all the time. My papa would make sure the corn was paid for and he'd give me the profit. But I remember this one time, this, this truck pulled up into the center lane there and he walked across. He was driving one of those big rigs and he jumped down and walked across the lanes and he came over to us and he said, give me three dozen ears of corn. 
And so I grabbed my little plastic bag and my papaw grabbed his plastic bag and the truck driver took it upon himself to grab his own little plastic bag and he started putting in his dozen ears of corn. So I put my 12 in, tied it up. Papaw put his in, tied it up. And the truck driver put one extra. He said, well, I'm just going to take a baker's dozen in this. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that's 13 ears of corn. What he was doing was eating into my profits. But I didn't say anything because this was a big old truck driver and I was still down in my teens. My papaw didn't say anything and so I didn't either. We handed him his three bags of corn. He gave us $15 and he went on his way. And when he went on his way, I said, Papaw, I said, did you not hear what that man said? I said, Papaw, that man took an extra ear of corn in his bag. And he said, Scott, don't worry about it. He said, Scott, don't worry about it. I shorted him one in mine. And so it all worked out. But what I'm telling you, and the reason I tell you that story, and I know that's funny, but the reason I tell you that story today is because I don't want you living a life that is shorted any longer. We're going to help you prepare the environment. We're going to set the table and you can come eat as much or as little as you want. We're just simply going to do our part as the kingdom of God continues to move forward. And so there's two things that I want to say to you as I wrap this up. In front of your chair is a card. We call those here at Hope City, we call those connection cards and I would like for you to take that out if this is where like God is leading you because I know that everybody in this room today you don't have a relationship with Jesus but you would love to start one because you're tired of living a life that seems to be shorted can I tell you that your potential is not found in even this church? Your potential is not found in your friends. Your potential is only achieved through the man, Jesus Christ. And if you want to know more about Jesus, if you want to give your life to Jesus today, I would like to just tell you right now on that card, would you just write the name Jesus and if that's you, what I'd love for you to do at the end of this service is I would love for you to take it. There's going to be volunteers at each door. They're going to have a gray bucket. I'd just love for you to drop it in there. If you like to know Jesus as your personal Savior today, I would like for you right now, you don't need to stand up, raise a hand, but I'd like for every one of us just to bow our heads, close our eyes, and if today you want more than you've ever dreamed of, through a man that we know is Jesus Christ, I'd like for you just to bow your heads and pray with me. Hey, Jesus, right now, I don't, I don't know all this about you. I, this is new to me, and I actually, Jesus, I'm a little scared because I don't even know if you're real. But God, I know that I have been living a life that has been shorted on many occasions. But right now, I just know because there's a stirring in my heart and Jesus, I, I just want to place my, my life with yours. Jesus, will you forgive me of my sins? You can have my life. But hey, Jesus, I need you to hold up your end of the bargain because I need to know what's coming next. Jesus, today, I give you everything. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me of my sins. And I thank you for eternal life through you. Amen.
Listen, you didn't have to pray that exact prayer. But what I'd love for you to do right now is just on that card, just write Jesus. If you prayed anything similar to that, or if you just want to know how to take next steps with Jesus, just write Jesus on your connection card and put him in one of the gray buckets. For others in this room today, you know that there's more out there for you. And you want to get in an environment where more is a reality and simple. On that same connection card right in front of you, if you want to be, if you want to know that you are going to get some information about the upcoming More Monday classes, I just would like for you to write on that connection card your name, an email address, and the word more in big letters. And I promise you, someone this week is going to be in touch with you, giving you more information about times, maybe what you need to bring, maybe what you can start reading. But we are going to be in touch with you to give you all the information about our more Mondays that you would ever need. And so as we close, Jesus, I just thank you so much. Thank you for being real, first of all. Thank you for being our Savior Thank you for being someone who is present with us. God, I just thank you for always placing potential in every single one of us. God, I thank you for just giving us the ability to be here. God, I I just thank you for Hope City. I thank you for this movement of yours that you're allowing us to be a part of. And Holy Spirit, right now, I thank you for the ones that you have spoken to today. And God, I thank you for those who are placing their life in your son, Jesus Christ. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.